This is a special Thanksgiving episode of The Heidi Ruth Show. My guests today have traveled all the way from Kenya just to be on the show. Okay, so it wasn't just for my podcast, but they did travel a long way. And you're going to hear the amazing stories of two Kenyans, Moses and Rebecca. Moses runs the House of Hope Orphanage for Serve International, and Rebecca was the first orphan brought to the House of Hope when it began 10 years ago. Serve International, if you're not familiar with it, it's an organization my husband and I support, and they provide food in three different countries, along with the House of Hope Orphanage. If you're interested in learning more about Serve, you can also check out episode 25, where I interviewed the founder, Steve Kasha. My hope for you is that by the end of this episode, your heart is so full of gratitude and joy. I know mine was. So let's get started. Moses, can you kind of tell us a little bit about the House of Hope and how it got started and how you got involved with it? Um, my name is uh, Moses Lorukudi from Kenya, and uh, I'll just tell you what House of Hope looks like. We started House of Hope like uh, a step of faith since 2008. We started with 10 kids. Then after like one month, we added another five. So 10 years now. We have been having 67 children Wow! coming from Turkana Lodwa, where we have a lot of drought. Uh, people are dying because of diseases. Some are dying because of HIV, Hades, mm-hmm. leaving the kids behind. And also step in to help those who are in desperate condition. Yeah. Yes. What's the longest distance that you've heard that anybody had to walk to get water? Um, you have to go like five miles one mm-hmm. way. That's like... Uh, in one, like, uh, one lady has to go, like, 10 miles every day to get just, like, f- two gallons of water. Wow. And he has a, a wider family. This, unfortunately, is very common in the area of Lodwar. Lodwar is an extremely isolated town, and many refer to it as the forgotten land of Kenya. It's one of the poorest in the entire country, and only 35% of the residents have electricity. The majority of residents live in straw huts. Moses, tell me a little bit about your history and how you grew up. Did you, did you, were you born in Lodwar? Yeah, I was born in Lodwar, okay. brought up by a single mother. Hmm. And uh, when I grew up, I was taken to a church. I started becoming a Sunday school student, and that's how I grew up and uh, become a youth uh, leader. Later, I become a pastor to the church that I started as a, st- a student. Right now, I'm uh, working with the South International, mm-hmm. helping the orphans. That uh, I was taking some of them in the beginning, initial time, before also of coming in with my family and staying with them. Just think of... Uh, being employed and you are paid like $7 and you have an extra kid that you need to feed. Hmm. Yeah. How many kids did your mom have? How many siblings did you have? Uh, we are 10 in our family. 10. Yeah, five girls, five boys. And I am the eldest. How did your mom do it? I mean, how did she take care of everyone? Um, she was selling firewoods. She mm-hmm. was making baskets to make sure that we get food. And uh, when I grew up and I dropped out of school on grade, eighth grade, because I had some, uh, my brothers who were not able to do anything, I had to step in and help my mother to take care of my brothers. Mm. Right now, I thank God because uh, one of my brothers is a teacher. The other two are still in school. Wow. The one that I really sponsored taking them through the education. 
So tell me exactly why you feel so compassionate or called to be at the House of Hope. Uh, I'm really feeling compassionate because uh, sometimes as a human being, you feel really heavy and uh, you feel downhearted. But my compassion came in when uh, I wanted to share the love of Christ. Mm -hmm. Whenever I read the Bible, I find it uh, like the Bible is telling us to be really uh, practical on what we are learning from the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And that grew my compassion to take care of the children at House of Hope. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so Rebecca, I want you to tell me um, what it was like for you growing up before you even got to the House of Hope. My life started when I was born, and my mom was killed by my dad when I was about one week old. And a friend of my mom's took me in that she raised me until I was nine years old. But before I got to House of Hope, life was really hard. So finding food and water was really hard. So I asked to go to some most of my times I go to neighbors so I can just babysit the baby so when when the mother comes back I can get you know food or porridge for later so I cannot get starved for I cannot get hungry mm -hmm. so and sometimes when I go to school I didn't have shoes to wear so and the sun is really hot so my my feet always get burned and it was really horrible yeah were there days that you just didn't eat because there just wasn't anything yeah, available? a lot of days I didn't eat anything because and then because there was no food. And when you woke up in the morning, you're like so weak and you can't even do anything because you're really hangry. So it's really bad. Yeah. Where did you learn the hangry term? Was that from somebody that came or have you always? Heard? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sometimes I get confused with hungry and hangry. Hangry. So I don't know which is which, but... I just, <laughs> but you were for sure, uh, for sure hungry and hangry. You probably were both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then what happened when you came to the House of Hope? Like, how did they even find you? Um, I think my story, like, went all over the village, that how bad my condition and life was. Mm -hmm. So when Moses, find, when Moses was looking for the orphans, I think somebody directed him to us. And I think maybe God was also part of it because... If God was not there for us, Moses could not find us. Mm. So, yeah, think, absolutely. I think it was so, God's how plan. how old were you when you came to the House of Hope? I was nine years old. Okay. Yeah. What What did you feel when you went to the House of Hope? I mean, was it scary, or were you hopeful? Okay. At first, when I got there, um, the first thing we had it was really scary because I saw a lot of kids, and I was like, "Is this a school or what?" <laughs> but after that, we had lunch, and then we stayed there for a night. So we had lunch, we had supper, we had the morning when you woke up, we had breakfast, and then I was like, I'm not going back to the village. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> I don't have to wake up in the morning looking for food or water. So yeah. this is a good place. Mm. Yeah. And how many kids? So there were five at that point or ten no, kids? No, we were ten, 11 kids. 11 kids. Okay. Okay. And then did those kind of those kids become your brothers and sisters? Yeah, we started kind of being friends before we became sisters, mm -hmm. you know, getting to know each other and later we became brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Let me share with you the process of bringing new kids to the House of Hope. First, Moses and other people that travel frequently into the remote villages identify children with the greatest need. Many times, they are one of 16 children living with an aunt or a grandmother who just isn't able to take care of that many children. And once they have permission from their guardian, they bring in a doctor to examine the child to see what type of medical attention they'll require. They want that child to come to the House of Hope healthy. Then, the serve mission team visits and all of the team members help bring the different children in and so they can give them a lot of attention when this happens. They buy them a couple outfits, some shoes, and then bring them to the House of Hope. How do you encourage um, kids that are coming into the House of Hope right now because you were there, you knew exactly what that felt like, and what do you tell them when you, when we're about to... So let me paint a picture to you guys. So Serve identifies, with the help of Moses, identifies some of the kids in the villages that are the most uh, needy. You know, they really need to come to the House of Hope. And just most dire, I guess. And so then they do some background checks. They end up doing some medical checks just to make sure everything's okay and to know, you know, what kind of medical attention that they need. And then a lot of times, some of the groups that come through, the mission groups with Serve, um, will go and then bring the kids to the House of Hope and and buy them some clothes and everything. So it's this whole transition um, and I've been there for that, and I know that that has got to be so scary. You know, I'm sure that they want to be hopeful, but it's like, I don't know what this house of hope is. How is this going to be? You know, I'm taken away from everything that I know. So how do you encourage them, or what do you say to those kids? Okay, um, when you go to the village, at first they're, like, scared because we have never seen these people, and... Like, they have a lot of questions in their minds. Yeah. But what I do is just that I tell them that we're going to come back, but we're just going to have to go spend some time because then I try to explain to them that when you go there, you don't need to worry about food, and you know they're really small. So, you know, a kid loves food. So if she if we take her there or when she comes to the house of hope, when we, like, we feed her, we take her to the shower, we just show that love. Mm -hmm. So... She doesn't feel like she's in a bad place or right. scared. Right, yeah. right. She really has, or he, whichever one, has those hands to hold at walking yeah. through that whole process. And I bet you make it a lot easier, too, since you have been there and you know exactly what to expect. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> it's good. It's yeah. good. So, Rebecca, once you're done with your schooling, what do you hope to, to do? What I hoped to do was being a lawyer. I wanted to do things with law and come back help with the kids at House of Hope, like maybe sponsor a child. But now because of school thing, I'm still working out, but I'm still, but I am, I want to do help stuff. I mean, yeah. work for stuff. Right, works yeah. for serve. Yeah, absolutely. And Rebecca already is doing so much with serve. I mean, she is our translator when we go out to the villages and she's a wonderful and an amazing leader. I asked Moses to share a story about a child whose life had been changed coming to the House of Hope. And the story he shares is of William. If you go to the Heidi Ruscio Facebook page, you can see a before and after picture of William and hear a little more about his story. Yeah, uh, one of the stories uh, of William. Yeah. That's a recent case that we, uh, we did it. And uh, just imagine having uh, 10 spots of the kids that you need to pick and uh, he's not one of them. 
Mm. We have already f- uh, filled the spots and uh, out there with the team while picking, we came, there is a need here. And when we visited this boy, was really in a horrible condition. Mm-hmm. That's really, uh, we felt if we can leave this out, even God will judge us. We felt ourselves that we are really, uh, we have seen it, God has shown us our eyes of our testimony of a bad condition and we are trying to put it off. It was really hard. And mm-hmm. uh, it was really also another part of it that uh, we put on the team that was coming to Lodwa to come and experience how it is and take them into what we, I believe it was a step of faith, mm. having an extra kid who is surviving by making brooms. Yeah. At the age of like four years, you are making brooms. All your parents are not there. You are staying with a grandmother who is not really able to support you. So you need to come up with an, a, a form of like, you are a small boy living in, uh, you are a big person living in a small boy body. Mm. So when you see what he's doing, this boy William was doing yeah. by that time was doing the things that as uh, an adult person can do. Yeah. So uh, that's a kind of a story that's mm. really when you see what Saf is doing right now, right now as I'm as I'm speaking, mm-hmm. this boy is happy at House of Hope. Yeah. Even when I, we took back this boy to see his grandmother, the grandmother won't believe. He was really? he was crying. She was crying. Oh. Whenever she turns around the boy and started crying. <laughs> She, she flips the other side, she started crying. And Aww. I was asking, what's wrong? She was like, I can't believe. Aww. She was really emaciated with a big belly. Right now, yeah. it's just a, a handsome boy, Aww. very strong. And uh, that's kind of the cases that we are going through. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are trying to make sure that with the help from our sponsors and supporters, we can reach so many lives. Mm-hmm. And also, there's a story of this boy called Joshua Kalimapus. This boy is coming from Lolupe. His okay. parents have never gone to any church. So with the South International, we are using everything as a platform to share the word of God. Right. We got to direct this grandmother to attend a church by sponsoring this boy who was an orphan. Mm. She felt that I have seen God working miracles and showing love by taking this single kid who was a burden to her to her children's home. She's now free to go to the church. Wow. That's kind of the stories that uh, we have. We have so many stories with the 67 kids yeah. at House of Hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, if you're listening to this and you want to be able to see pictures of William, I'll post this to the Heidi Ruscio Facebook yeah. page and Instagram so you can see what William looked like because um, I was on that trip yes. where they picked up William. And the thing about it is is that when Moses said there's a certain number of kids, and the reason why there's a certain number of kids that they can bring to the House of Hope is because that means that they have the funds to yeah. be able to take in that many kids. And so William was an extra one. And yes. that's why he was saying that it was just a leap of faith to to say, okay, this um, this kid is really in need, and we feel like God is telling us, bring him to House of Hope, and they did, and he is thriving, which is just so awesome. You guys have been here in the U.S. for a little while, and Moses, I know you've been here before. Is this your first time, Rebecca? Yeah. This is your first time? Okay. So so tell me, Rebecca, (laughs) what do you think about America so far being here? Okay, in my point of view, like, I've watched a lot of American movies, and Everything that I've watched there and I've seen in real life, like a sheriff, like a fire truck. I know it's funny, <laughs> but 
for me it's not so yeah i've seen a lot of things that i saw in movies and aquarium yeah. don't like of course the movie called a dolphin tail yeah and now i've seen a dolphin show it's great so everything is so it's so great here that's so, so yeah that's so awesome yeah. what do you feel like you wish americans knew about kenya <laughs> yeah, it's okay. What do you? What about you, Moses? Um, what do you wish that we knew about think, where you li- live? I, th- I think what uh, I'll say is that um, Americans should know that uh, should not take these things for granted. Yeah, for sure. If you get to Kenya, uh, for those who have been in Kenya, like you, Eddie, you have been in Kenya. Yeah. You have seen the conditions there, for sure. Mm-hmm. Even the roads, they kind of miss their <laughs> taking. <laughs> Lifestyle, yeah, yeah, it's quite different. You need to come out there and see <laughs> what so the real world looks like. Yeah, <laughs> like now when uh, we came to America, the funny part of it, you don't wash your clothes. Yeah, <laughs> you don't wash your stencils, <laughs> man. <laughs> you need to come out there and see what God has created in our lives. Yeah, and uh, and also we need to. Uh, as a American brethren, I would like to, just to tell you, appreciate this and mm. thank God for what he has done to you. Mm. Some people are really, if you come to Africa and see kind of praises that people are giving to God, just you compare yourself, mm. you are, the condition of your life, yeah. the lifestyle you are living, and with a person living under a tree, mm. doesn't have shed. And jumping and dancing to the living God. Mm. Maybe I will tell the American people, please let us thank God mm. for this. This is a life-changing experience to come and see what kind of life you are living and compare with what we have in the other part of the Africa. So putting your hand on Surf International yeah. is really important. Yeah. And I would like to tell them today, if you are able to stay with your meal and send that lunch uh-huh. To Surf International. Yes. Will bring so many souls to Christ. Do it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, seriously, no one is going to be complaining about Atlanta traffic if they go on a Kenya road. Yes. <laughs> They're going to say, thank goodness I'm stuck here. Yeah. At least it's flat and not so bumpy. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes when it, whenever I take the teams into the field, you go to outside there, away from town. No, yeah. co- no network connection. Yeah. No road. No any GPS Tracking. No bathrooms, no bathroom. Moses, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone behind those bushes. <laughs> Going attacking the bush. <laughs> so, for sure, uh, not really, I'm not really feeling bad about it. I'm seeing God blessing America, mm. and I want to see people standing by and praising God for what he has done. Mm. And I, I really uh, would like to see the people that will say, okay, thank you, God, for because you have done this to me. I want also to be a blessing to another person. Yeah. Because God has put us as his hands and legs to reach out. Hmm. Moses, what, what does the future look like for House of Hope? What do you desire? What I desire is uh, I want to see a community changing. I want to see people getting to a good life. I want to see these kids going back to that village. Change that village. Be doctors, mm. and treat people in that in those villages. I want to see preachers 
instead of going there with uh, uh, translators, we have preachers who are locally raised mm. that can go and sleep outside there and take the gospel to these people. Mm -hmm. We are looking to see that even the government is changed. How can we change the policies? How can we change the, the political scenario of Africa mm -hmm. unless we invest to these young people so that the next generation will not end up to what we are experiencing now in Africa? Yeah. So that we can have leaders who fear God, who can put policies that can praise God and give, appreciate what is going around their lives. Like now in Lodwa, can you imagine uh, one of our staff losing a baby? Not because... That was a good thing to happen. Yeah. It's because of a negligence of a doctor mm. or a clinical officer. What are we going to do about that? That's why we have House of Hope. That's why we need education for these kids. Mm -hmm. So that tomorrow will be better than today. And that's one of the things that I love about Serve International and House of Hope and what you guys have created there. Because um, I know a lot of people, they also joke with me that, they're like, Heidi, you're going to pack several kids into your luggage and bring them back with you because we don't have any kids and I would love some kids. Um, and I just love everybody at the House of Hope. But it's not an orphanage to adopt. And that's why I try and tell people. Um, but it's, it's a place that those kids can get schooling, can get fed. And the great thing about that is, is that these are kids that are then going to go back to their own villages and make changes and and better the entire community. And I just love that. And taking taking God and taking God's love to those people just because of House of Hope. Yes. And so I love that that's your mission. Thank you. That's what actually we are working on. And to see that 10 years to come will be a different thing. Mm -hmm. Right now we are 10 years old as House of Hope. We celebrate that. And we have people like Rebecca. Not Rebecca only. We have almost 11 of them who are really grown up. Some of them are almost getting into college. Mm -hmm. We expect two years from now to get these guys to university. We expect two years from now getting technical, getting these guys into a trade school whereby they can help themselves. Just remember, a little baby who was looking for his only way to get food, mm -hmm. right now he has a brighter future. Yeah. And that's what we talk about. God has a good plans for you. Mm -hmm. And that's our mission. Yes. To see that God has a good plans for this orphan kid. Yeah. We is no more an orphan. Mm -hmm. We are trying to embrace and give them love and care. Yeah. yeah. Rebecca, I want to ask you, or what do you think are the biggest needs uh, for House of Hope that people could help with? Um, right now, we are working on money, I mean, for the kids to get in universities and mm -hmm. colleges. And also we need trans transitional houses for the older kids to move in because when you're like 18 years, it's a um, Kenyan law. You cannot stay in the orphanage for that. You have to move out. So, gotcha. and we have no place for the kids to move in. So, we are. I would like to say that I think it'll be great if you can help us with transitional houses. Maybe sponsor some kids because all, not all the kids have been sponsored yet. We tried mm -hmm. um, on Saturday to do all that, but there are more kids that are not yet been sponsored, okay. and we still need more sponsors. Um, how many kids are still left to be sponsored? 30 or 40. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's, yeah, that's a good amount. Okay. Yeah. It, Kathy's shaking her head, so you did good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. you're, you're right. <laughs> oh, there's five sponsorships per kid. Okay. Oh. So that's something that's a little different um, 
that you may have seen from other places, but with House of Hope, you actually kind of join forces. So there's five different people that sponsor one kid, which is awesome because then that kid gets five people just to love on them. And one of the coolest things that I love is being able to, I was able to be there one time when the kids opened the letters from their sponsors. And it was the most wonderful thing because the whole time I kept thinking, what, what do I write? Like, I, you know, I don't know what, how do I relate to them? Do, can I talk about uh, running? Can I talk about sports? I don't know. What, how do I relate to them? And then I saw one of the, uh, Sylvia, open her letter from Mama Jan. And she, and Mama Jan was just talking about life stuff, like, you know, her business and just normal stuff that she yeah. do, goes through every day. And Sylvia is just sitting there and just tears coming, strolling down her face. And I just thought, oh, my gosh, it doesn't matter. Like just you being there and loving, you know, somebody um, and just pouring your heart out and just sharing what you go through every day. That yeah. means a lot. Is that right, Rebecca? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it is cool to see it because, um, you know, so many times I know before, you know, growing up, I we sponsored a kid, but we never knew, like, are those letters getting there? You know, what what is that like? And to be able to see it at the House of Hope was really just really a magical experience. Okay, so Moses, back to you. What do you think is one of the biggest needs at House of Hope, and how can we help? As Rebecca said, we have... Uh Getting these kids in through the university uh-huh. and uh, college, trade school, wherever they will be with their grades, that's really important right now because we are hoping for the future. Mm-hmm. In Kenya, education matters. If you want a good life, get education. Yeah, That's a bit, the best investment that someone can do to a person that we ne- you need to grow in a third world. Mm-hmm. When they get educated, Everything is okay with that person. Can live anywhere, can change anything that we want to change. Yeah. Okay, so now comes comes a weird question. This is just for my purpose, my yeah. sake only. I'll start with you, Moses, and we'll go to Rebecca. Um, okay, so tell me what is a food that you've eaten here in, Atl- in well, in Atlanta, but in America or Georgia or whatever. What's a food that you're like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing? And what's something that you're like, ugh? This was gross. If that's possible, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, actually. <laughs> you don't know? <laughs> it's just all good? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> For sure, there is a lot of uh, stuff that has been put on food. Yes. I really like to uh, get chicken, uh-huh. chicken wings, chicken legs. Uh-huh. Mm, I've never, tr- I don't want to try sushi. Yeah, you don't want to try sushi, no. They have been talking about it so much, but I can't. (laughs) It's like eating something which is alive. (laughs) Right. (laughs) For sure, it's really good meals. Yes. For sure, you Americans, you like food. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Americans like food. Everywhere, every street, you have a restaurant. Yeah. And when you get there, it's about food. Yes. (laughs) Get it quick, right? Just imagine. Yes, yes. <laughs> we are used to that life, like um, you are going for like maybe without breakfast uh-huh. until evening, that's when you're getting another meal. Yeah. We are used to that environment where you are like, you don't wear jackets. Right. It's really freezing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're not used to this cold weather. Yeah, so <laughs> I've tried so many yeah. kinds of meals. Uh-huh. And you like Chick-fil-A? I, I, like Ch- I know Chick-fil-A that, is yes. good. So good, yeah. yeah. 
good, good. It's good. Okay. How about you, Rebecca? What have you tried that you really like or what you, did you not like? Uh, my first food I tried when I came here was um, Mexican food, uh-huh. which is um, quesadilla and tacos. Yeah. So I really liked quesadilla. It was delicious. Yeah. I can even eat it right now. So, But tacos, with beef tacos, uh No. Um, Kind of weird. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're not good. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, Mexicans, you can't go wrong with Mexican, for sure. I bet it's so overwhelming to kind of take everything in, huh? The aquarium. Yeah. The aquarium was great. Yeah, the aquarium. I the Dolvin show. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So. Did you guys go to the World of Coke, too? No, we went to the store. Okay. Only the store. Gotcha. So, okay. Yeah. Because um, at the World of Coke, you can try all the different Cokes from around the world. So that's the only place that I can get Stony here in America. So <laughs> I just want to buy like a season pass to the World of Coke so I can get my Stony fix. <laughs> Stony is um, is like a soda out in Kenya, and it's yeah. so delicious. It's like this ginger flavor. It's oh my gosh, it is my favorite. I like drink so much of it when I'm there because I know I can't get it back here in the States. <laughs> um, but you can get it at the World of Coke. <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for being here. I so appreciate you sharing your stories and your life and, and making the trek all the way from Kenya to be on the podcast. Um, I mean, I know that that's not really the reason, but I'm so glad that you're on the podcast. So thank you guys so much. You're welcome. How do you say goodbye in Swahili? What is it? Kwaheli. Kwaheli? Kwaheli. Kwaheli. You say it. Kwaheli. Okay. (laughs) That sounds a lot better than mine. (laughs) Thank you, guys. (laughs) So we say bye. (laughs) Kwaheli. Mungu akubariki. That's awesome. Maya Angelou says, if you learn, teach. And if you receive, give. The magic of this is that it oftentimes has a bigger impact on our own lives than the lives we're even giving to. If you'd like to sponsor a child or provide food for just eight cents a meal or help finance a project at the House of Hope, just go to serveone.org. That's serve without the E, S-E-R-V, one spelled out, O-N-E dot org. And you can also take a trip to Kenya like I did. I promise you it is life-changing. Just click on life on the serveone.org website. Serveone.org and get all this stuff there. You can be part of a ministry that's really making a change. Yes. Not only that you are changing someone, even is changing yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm.